What's up? This is Greg Schnoes, host of the Bevo broadcast on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And today I'm going to go over the breaking news that happened late last week. Quinn Ewers has been named the starter for the Texas Longhorns, not Hudson Card, as it was being reported by a lot of outlets late last week. I was really, I mean, honestly, I was, I wouldn't say shocked was the word, but I was definitely surprised when the reports were breaking late Thursday of last week that Hudson Card was going to be named the starter. Yes, he was the starter part-time last year with Casey Thompson, but he had his moments of, there were up and down, but he's a young guy. So you can't really grade him on new coach, just starting brand new guy to the college level. Like you can't really just say, oh, well, toss him aside. He's no good. But I was definitely surprised that it was being recorded that it was card just because you've got Quinn Ewers in the wings. He's the five-star kid. He's got all the talent. He wanted to go to Texas originally, went to Ohio State, transferred through the portal back to Austin for his, his, you know, his hometown team, the team that he grew up wanting to be a part of. So now he's got that opportunity, and he has been officially named the starter for Texas. So when it was being reported that it was card, I was really kind of just like, okay, I can roll with this. I can take I, – I understand. I didn't think it would be possible, but – I was thinking, matter of fact, a podcast that I do on my own that I want to say it was the 26th of July. I said it was the worst kept secret in college football, at least in my eyes, that Quinn Ewers was going to be the starter. I thought Card had had his opportunity. I thought that that just Ewers has all the things that Sark wants. Mainly, he has the big arm and he's not afraid to push it down the field. Card, again, it's kind of hard to grade him after last year. It's a new coach. It's a new system. He's a first-time starter. I mean, it was neck and neck through camp last year with Casey Thompson. So it was just an up-and-down season for Texas in a lot of ways, not just at the quarterback position. So I almost feel like Card is almost an incomplete kind of grade. But after all the spring practices and everything that's been going on every day that we don't get to see, Sarkeesian and his staff are like, okay, yours is the guy. And I really think this is the better way to go ultimately and I don't even want to get into the silliness of people talking about, oh, well, this is a move by the donors. And they're, they, you know, uh, Sarkeesian wanted Hudson Card, but they paid all this money to get. I'm like, I just think that's just, it's, it is what it is. People are going to say silly things and stuff like that. And I don't let that enter in my mind because I really don't think Sarkeesian's just got all the big money donors on, on speed dial saying, hey, I really like Hudson Card, but what do you guys think? They don't watch practice. I get there's a lot of movers and shakers behind the scenes at Texas, but I do you really think that they're going to ultimately dictate who's the starting quarterback is? I just, no, I don't think so. I don't think that happens anywhere, let alone a Texas or any college football program for that fact. But people love to say stuff, throw things up against the wall because it's Texas. But Quinn Ewers is the five-star guy. He's the number one overall recruit coming out of high school. So, it doesn't surprise me in any way, shape, or form that he is going to be the starter. He is the guy who's going to be running the show for Texas this year. As I said earlier, he's got the big arm. He likes to throw it down the field. I always reference that. I want to say it was about a 60-yard touchdown pass where he threw it to Nayer. We'll get to that here in a minute with Nayer and the unfortunate injury news that happened with him a couple weekends ago. But he hit him right in stride. It was perfect. How many times did you we watch games last year, whether it was Card or Casey Thompson, and Xavier Worthy's open, he's down the field, and it's overthrown. Or it's just, it's behind him. It's just a bad throw. That's taking points off the board. How many games did Texas lose in the second half last year in a row? Quite a few. 
if you hit a couple of these throws in a game, who knows? How does that flip the momentum? How does that change everything? A big 60-yard TD, that gets everybody excited. That gets the de defense jazz and all ready to go because, wow, look at that. We just did a big play for a touchdown. Now the defense is going to go out there. They've got that adrenaline going. Who knows? Maybe they get a three and out and get the ball back. Like, But when you don't hit it, and now it's third and ten, you throw a screen pass, whatever the case may be, and you don't get it, now you got to punt. And it's just another series with no points. That could flip the momentum of a game so much, those big plays. And now that you have a guy that can push it down the field, and you got a guy like Worthy that can get open, obviously, down the field, we're going to see more of those explosive plays from the Texas offense this year. I've, I've mentioned it before in my other podcasts that I do that I'm really excited for the – just for the talent that this team has. And, oh, by the way, we have yet to see Bijan Robinson, Quinn Ewers in the same backfield. Sure, there's scrimmages and things like that that we don't get to see as fans, and even the media, for the most part, has not been allowed to see a lot of practices and things like that, and I get it. But nobody has seen arguably the best running back in college football with Quinn Ewers and Xavier Worthy on the field at the same time. There's no tape on that at all. There's plenty of tape on Worthy. There's plenty of tape on Robinson. There's no tape with all those three on the, off, on the field on the offense at the same time. You, you don't tell me that's not going to pose some problems to some defensive coordinators with Robinson running the ball and what he can do, how explosive he can be. And now you got yours and Worthy that can take it over the top. How does that not work? Now, again, I don't want to go into this whole, you know, I'm not going to sit here and predict they're going undefeated, they're winning the championship, all that. Yours is going to have some bumps in the road. The kid has not started a game since he was a junior in high school. But there's a reason he's that five-star talent. There's a reason he's been regarded as the best quarterback in his high school class. And there's a reason that everybody wanted him. Everybody. Not just Texas. It's not like he was a kid that just only Texas wanted and he was some no-name recruit. No, every school in the country wanted Quinn Ewers to be their quarterback. Ohio State wasn't mad when they got him last year. They weren't like, eh, all right, well, we didn't think he would commit. We gave him an offer. We just kind of threw in his way, hoping he wouldn't, and now, we, now we're stuck with him. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nobody would think like that at all. Every school in the country would be absolutely thrilled to have Quinn Ewers as their starter. And Texas is blessed in that regard that he's going to be their starter. So, again, you have a guy like Ewers with Worthy, with Robinson. Just think of it. Look at it like that. The explosive plays. Now, again, I get it. There's going to be bumps in the road. Nothing's perfect out of the gate. But I just look at it from the standpoint of look at the glass half full. You have one of the best receivers in college football. You have arguably the best running back in college football. And now you throw a quarterback in with with the offensive coach who's proven on the college and pro level what he can do offensively with multiple quarterbacks from USC to Washington, to even with the Raiders when Sark was there. And now you give him a guy like Quinn Ewers and his mullet. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about the mullet, but, hey, if he – if he has a great season, you're going to see people walk around Austin with mullets all over the place. Kids in elementary schools all across Texas are going to start growing their hair out. And uh, to their mother and father's dismay, they're going to want to rock the mullet. But, hey, if he has the season that we're hoping that he can, the mullet is going to be a big deal. It's already happened in Southlake. I remember hearing a Riley Dodge on a podcast, a former uh, Longhorn one-time player who is now the head coach at Southlake Carroll in Southlake, a suburb of Dallas. He's the head coach there. And he said once Quinn Ewers became the starter, like the mullet became a thing in Southlake. So it's only a matter of time, folks, that you're gonna your kid's gonna want a mullet. And hey, 
you know, it is what it is. So you're just going to have to learn to love it. <laughs> I would myself would not growing out. I don't think it would look good on me, but hey, doesn't matter. I'm not starting quarterback for Texas. Nobody wants to you know, rock my hairstyle. So it's okay. <laughs> but yes, let's talk about Nair, Isaiah Nair. Unfortunately, he goes down with an ACL, which is just, man, that's a punch to the gut. Is it not? That hurts. But despite that, and it's terrible because the kid looked great in spring ball and everybody was excited about getting him on the field and what he can do, but he's not there. Football is a tough game. Injuries happen. But this is why you recruit guys every year, and this opens the door. Now, I look at it from this perspective. Again, I'm going to look at this from the positive side. I'm not happy that Nayers hurt. When I first heard the news, I was like, oh, man, that's just – of all the guys that get hurt, you're like, man, this is one of the guys you're really looking forward to seeing this season. But we'll have to wait a year. That's fine. Quinn Ewers will still be there. That offensive line is going to get better. But here's three names. File this one away. Today is the 21st. Season's about to start. So, <laughs> But these are three names right now that I'm thinking of that the door is open and the opportunity is, is there for the taking. Brennan Thompson, Savion Red, Jatavion Sanders. Two of those are wide receivers. The last one's a tight end. Brendan Thompson's a burner. This is a 10-2 guy in the 100 meters. Now, I know there might be some track guys out there listening to this. They're like, oh, well, that's not fast. Well, okay, I get it. You know, track guys can't play football, and football guys don't run track. Sometimes they do both, but usually neither. Usually there aren't too many that excel at both. So usually if you have a football guy that runs track, he might not be the fastest out there. But when you get that track speed on the football field, he's going to be the fastest guy out there. I don't know too many defensive backs that are running 10-2 in the 100 and can just straight up put them down and, you know, put them up and put them down like that. So give me a guy like that. That's just another piece that Sark can work with. You got Whittington. You got Worthy. You got Bijan Robinson. And then we'll get into Jatavian Sanders, excuse me, here in a minute. But like I said, give me these freshmen with the speed, and the upside, because what, look what we saw with Xavier Worley last year. Nobody saw that one coming. Absolutely. I know I didn't. I was glad that they got him. He committed to Texas. He decommitted for Michigan. I was like, okay, let's see what this kid's got. And then he just turned in one of the greatest seasons ever as a wide receiver. Not even just a freshman receiver. One of the best seasons ever as a wide receiver in Texas. So give me guys like Brennan Thompson that are fast, can take the top off the defense, and get those mismatches. Because the game now, the college game is all about getting guys in space and getting mismatches. Put this kid on a safety, get him on a third, fourth corner, watch the magic happen. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I look forward to seeing Brennan Thompson because everyone's going to be looking at Whittington, Jordan Whittington, and Xavier Worthy. And then Bijan Robinson. You can't cover, you can't double cover everybody. Then you've got Robinson in the backfield, so you have to have attention there. So that's going to create mismatches and matchups that favor Texas offensively. And Steve Sarkeesian is the guy that can find those mismatches. Trust me. We've all seen it. Look what he did in Alabama with Mac Jones. I mean, there you go. Now, I'm not comparing Mac Jones and the talent from Alabama to Texas, obviously. Alabama's on a different level from everybody. But as I sit here today, I'm very confident that Texas has talent that nobody has seen altogether on the same field, like I mentioned earlier, plus these younger pieces that are coming in. This is going to catch a lot of people by storm. There's only going to be one week of film when Texas plays Alabama. It'll be interesting to see how Sarkeesian, because he knows Nick Saban, they both know each other. That's going to be such a fun matchup on so many levels, just because they're on the same staff. 
they know how the other one likes to think and what they like to do. So it'll be fun to see the little chess match mentally that those two are going to be having during the game here in a few weeks, which is crazy to think now that we're, you know, we're closing in on it, folks. The end of August is coming. The train is coming. Football season is here. So let's go, right? I can't wait for it. But yes, Xavion Red, that was another name I mentioned. He's kind of like a Jordan Winnington type. About 205, about 5'11", 6 foot. Kind of a, I always use the kind of the terminology of like a running back playing wide receiver. Guys like that that are physical, that are, have that thicker body. Get, get Once again, get them against a corner, third, fourth corner in a, in a scheme, and you give me a guy that's built like that, I'll take the 205-pound wide receiver all day over the buck 85 DB. Safety or corner. Because that guy's going to be bigger. He's going to be phys more physical. He's going to be able to break those tackles. And then once you break those tackles, if it's a one-on-one -on -one and everybody's all across the field looking at all the other guys that we mentioned here offensively for Texas, chance for big play happens. So, again, see what I'm saying? See, now you're getting it, right? Now you're going, okay, Greg, I get it. I get it. It makes sense once you have all these pieces together. Nobody's got any film on them. It's going to be really fun to watch. Now, again, yours is going to have some bumps in the road. It's not going to be all sun, sunshine and rainbows, obviously. But I, I like the upside and the potential that this offense can have. They're going to be explosive. They're going to have big plays. And I believe that's the biggest reason why yours has been named the starter. A guy that can push it down the field. A guy that's confident in his arm and is not afraid to take those shots. Too many times we see quarterbacks that just, uh, they just kind of sit there and they're timid and they just check it down. They can't throw a guy open. Dak Prescott for the Dallas Cowboys, my favorite NFL team. If the guy is not wide open, Dak will not throw it to him. If there's any sort of coverage, Dak does not feel confident in pushing those, pushing the ball into that tight, small window. Yours, now again, get it, NFL, college. But the point I'm making is some of those quarterbacks have the confidence in themselves. They're going to put it in that little spot. They're going to throw the guy open. Yours has that already. He's shown you that. And, again, give me the guys that have that confidence in themselves. And, sure, you might get some turnovers. It's going to happen. But give me the guy that more often than not that's going to be rewarded for taking those chances as opposed to not taking those chances. Because that's when the big plays happen. That's when the momentum can flip. And that's how you win games. That's how you – things can change. It's called football. You never know what can happen. You play conservative. You keep checking it down. You, you stand back there too long. You get sacked. Negative play. So you go from first and 10 to second and 17 because you're right back there scrambling and not thinking, oh, no, 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 he's not. And then next thing you know, huge loss. Put yourself in a huge hole. Puts the Dolphins behind schedule. Yours, he's not going to do that. At least I don't anticipate it. And then Jatavian Sanders, tight end, five-star talent. I believe was the number three overall recruit when he went to Texas. Like the last like crown jewel of Tom Herman's tenure in recruiting before he was ushered out of Texas. This is a kid that could have played both sides. A lot of people thought maybe he was going to play on the defensive side, play defensive end. He chose to play offense. Didn't really see anything from last year from him. Again, true freshman, new coach, new offense, new everything. Now he's the second year in the program. Now Sark sees ways he can move him around. There's going to be mismatches again. Give me the guy that's about 6'3", 247 pounds, that's a freakish athlete, and get him against those linebackers and safeties. Because, again, you can't cover everybody. You can't. You simply cannot. Bijan Robinson in the backfield. You're going to just lay everybody back in coverage? Cool. We'll just run it and get eight yards a pop. So, all these little pieces of the puzzle are starting to get put. They're starting to be put together. Jatavian Sanders, with his athletic 
uh, upside that he has and what he can do and get mismatches on the outside, the guy's a big freakish athlete. Again, give me guys like that all day long. Get him in a mismatch. Get him in space. What's going to happen? Get, you know, Sark, the tight end was never used at Alabama. We all have seen that, no matter really who's called. Other than O.J. Howard in that championship game against Clemson years ago, I can't recall a consistency from an Alabama tight end, even when Sark was calling the plays. Well, here's another thing. That's a no whole Again, we keep talking about showing it on tape. There's no tape of Jatavian Sanders and what he can do. With this offense and all these pieces, because, you know, all these scrimmages, guys sit out and spring ball, you don't want anybody to get hurt. It's going to be unleashed in week one, and it's going to be put to the test in week two against Alabama. I'm not predicting wins, losses, anything like that here, but there's going to be some surprises. Texas is going to open some eyes, and regardless of how that game goes, it's going to help Texas immensely because you're going against the best, and you want to play against the best. That's why all these kids signed up to play at Texas. So when... They play Alabama week two. Everybody's expecting blowout and all these kind of things. I'm not going to predict a winner or a loser, but I will predict this. Texas is going to open some eyes that day. Regardless of how the outcome goes, it's going to be a it'll show it'll give you like a little peek of what this potential of this team is going to be offensively and how they're going to be for the rest of the season. Because they're only going to get better. They're playing the best team they play against in week two. Oklahoma, a lot of question marks. New coaches, new quarterback, lost a lot. Really crazy offseason with losing Lincoln Riley. So, Baylor, again, I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, you can say the same thing about Texas, right? But there's a lot of potential that this Texas football team has, especially on the offensive side of the football. And I really think with Sarkeesian, second year in the system, second year with all these players, obviously Ewers is new to the staff, excuse me, new to the team and the roster, but he's been there all offseason. He's been there through spring ball. He's been there through the summer. He knows what he has with Ewers. That's why he's named him the starter. He's confident to give this kid the nod. He's earned it. He's not just going to walk in and get it. He had to earn his spot. So just think about that. Like I said, Savion Red, Brennan Thompson, Jatavian Sanders. Three guys that are two true freshmen, one from last year as a sophomore, and Sanders. Three that we've never seen anything from. Now we got the great quarterback. Now we have the best running back in college football and one of the top receivers in college football. Put all those in the together. What do you got? you got a very explosive football team, ladies and gentlemen. So it's going to be a fun watch. Can't wait for the season to get here. And we'll be here every week doing our little little thing about Texas. We're going to recap all the games. We're going to look forward to the next one. So I can't wait to do it again. So, again, this is Greg Schnoes, host of the Bevo Broadcast on HeartlandCollegeSports.com, and I will talk to you again soon. Have a great day.